0: Okay, so this next episode is for all you career-driven women who are super ambitious and love what they do but totally is struggling, for lack of better words, when it comes to your personal life, when it comes to your love life, all of that stuff, and struggling to find equal partners, struggling to find you know, future husbands or father of your children or anything like that. Um, I interviewed Bex Burton. She is a love coach. And before y'all get a certain way about the word love coach, okay, we actually dive into some pretty solid, you know, tips and info and some things that hopefully y'all consider if you were, you know, kind of you know not so great in this area of your life like you're the person who has your career under control you know what you want you know you have some friends you have a good social life friends family all that kind of stuff but the love life situation you just keep running into like you know you're finding more trash than treasure all right to be to be totally honest with you so listen to this episode and let us know what you think uh there's definitely some good nuggets of thoughts Hey, Slay Nation. We are back with another episode of the So She Slays podcast. I'm your host, Heather. I am here with Bex Burton. She is the founder of Bex Burton Coaching, which actually she helps independent women find and uh, attract Lasting love without sacrificing who they are now I sa- I know that sounds like a little hard to believe at first I know a lot of our audience is very much independent women uh, very much uh, ambitious career driven and a lot of them dislike the whole dating aspect in general. Um, They find it to be work, myself included. I'm raising my hand right now. Um, It's a lot of work. And you know what? Sometimes when you're building your business, work is the last thing you want to do on top of building an actual business. (laughs) So before we dive into this whole thing with Bex, Bex, go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Well, hello, Slay Nation. Heather, so much. Uh, It's so wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's a a privilege and a pleasure to be addressing the slay nation. I love that. (laughs) And I'm really looking forward to supporting your audience with uh, finding a little bit more levity, joy and success in their love life.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's dive in. All right. Okay. I feel like this is a whole subject in itself. Um, I know, and I'm going to speak from some personal experience as well. You know, dating is such a pain in the ass. Um, (laughs) I'm it not going to lie. Yeah. It can, at least in my experience, it can be a pain in the ass. And I know a lot of times, like I come from the mentality in Slay Nation. I know I am not the only one. I come from the mentality. I'm like, okay, I am so busy all the time. I'm building, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. We're working, right? We're growing. And a lot of times I'm just like, ugh, dating requires so much work. There has to be a better way to go about this. I hate wasting time just like meeting up with these random dudes who it's like I meet online and I'm like, oh, you guys seem cool. And then I meet in person. I'm like, I was so wrong. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so how do we dive into this uh, with a little bit more joy? <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh,
1: well, there there are definitely some steps that I recommend Anybody who's having a similar experience, take. The very first step is to be crystal clear on what you want. What are you calling in? Um, You know, is it that you want a fully integrated partnership with somebody who sees you eye to eye, who's somebody, somebody who matches your level of success, your level of dedication and focus on your career, as well as somebody who wants to build a future together with you? Is that something that you want? Is that something that you have time for? Um, because let's be real, building any kind of relationship, whether it be a business relationship, a friendship, or a romantic partnership, it takes investment. It takes time investment. It takes energy investment, focus and intention, attention investment. So it's really important for us to be real with ourselves and recognize that, you know, maybe we actually don't have the emotional space for that, or we don't want to give the time for that right now. And that's totally okay. You know, we might also, when we get real with ourselves, realize that Well, you know, I would really just like, you know, somebody, maybe a friends with benefits kind of situation where it's really low pressure, but there's somebody out there that I know that I have a consistent Friday night date with or a Saturday morning brunch with no matter what. And maybe we take a week off here and there. Maybe we have just a schedule where we have three dates every month and I can just rely on that. And we get, we get busy. We have some fun. We satisfy each other's needs, but there's really no pressure to build a future or talk about marriage or have kids. So it's really, really important for us to be absolutely crystal clear about what we want. And one of the ways that we can do that is to sort of reflect back on the relationships that we've had, the things that went really well in those relationships, the things that went sideways, the things that we want more of, the things that we want less of. And I have all of these systems in the work that I do set up with like worksheets and little reflection practices that we can you know, go over. But without that clarity of vision, then it's like shooting a bow and arrow at, a like a an open cornfield you know without a target you're just shooting arrows hoping something will land but without really knowing what exactly you want you're going to find something but it may not be what you want
0: yeah no i completely agree because i had to kind of have this journey and this like for real talk with myself too because i am guilty of using work as an excuse not to like go into dating or to do anything like that. And I don't think work, I mean, sometimes I think there there are space and time for dating and all of that kind of stuff. And sometimes you just don't have it, right? Sometimes right. you just Absolutely. don't have it. Sure. Um, but then and there's other as times you're saying sometimes it's a choice. Sometimes like it's a choice, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think too, uh, really being honest with where you are in that place in your life. Um, cause you're not gonna, I find that you're just not going to attract, um, or even want to attract the people who want lasting and serious and weddings and all of this. If you yourself aren't exactly sure that that's what you want. And I even think that subconsciously you even end up picking the people, who don't want that. Right. And then you end up picking like the assholes or like the, the, for all intents and purposes, F boys. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's just like, and then you cause yourself even more headache and that, and and it becomes even more of a mental drain. So it's like, I think really establishing what you want, um, -hmm. as far as that partner is huge in the process. Absolutely. In my own journey, I, I had
1: three long-term, long-term, I'll put in air quotes, long-term relationships (laughs) uh, spanning two to two and a half years. I had three of those over the course of a decade and they all ended the very same way where I felt like I was growing out of the relationship. My partner couldn't keep up. I was getting bored, suffocated, felt trapped in the relationship. So. I would get to a point where I had not expressed any of that emotion. And I would just hit a point where I would flip the table and walk out of the relationship. I would say horrible things like, I don't love you anymore, I never did, or this just isn't working out for me, bye. You know, things like that. And then after that happened the third time to this really sweet, decent, good man, I realized, okay, I'm the common denominator in this pattern. This has happened three times with three very different men. So I must be the one in in the middle of this conundrum, right? So I really had to take a serious hard look at why I was putting myself in content in in the running for relationship in the first place? Why was I seeking relationship? You know, because on the other end of the coin, we could have the person who's just chasing relationship for the sake of being in relationship. But Mm. then we get into these situations that are not aligned. And if we don't know how to express our needs, or we don't know how to express our desires, our wants and communicate, then we're going to end up in this kind of, you know, being pressed under the thumb of the relationship kind of feeling where we just have to run. Or for some of us, we need to like lean in and fix and do more. It depends on what our attachment style is. But after that third breakup, I really recognized that I was seeking relationship for validation. And so I entered into a period of saying, I'm going to date myself for longer than my longest relationship. And again, my longest relationship at that time was only about two and a half years. So I was setting out to be a single person for three years. Now I modified this game that I was playing with myself. So I modified it to date myself. I modified it then to date my city. I then modified it. I modified it again to date men, but without the intention of getting into relationship, just date for the sake of dating, to date for the sake of practice, not for practicing of getting into relationship or doing the right thing, but for the practice of understanding myself, my own patterns, my own triggers, my own needs, wants, and desires, practicing communication. And so I was in that dating for practice for I don't know, I'd say about just shy of two and a half years. I was right about at my limit. And I met this amazing guy who looked good on paper. We dated for a bit. He was like studying to be a neuroscientist. He was international. I mean, he was Persian. He was like so smoking hot. He was everything that I thought I wanted in my next relationship. And as it turned out, he was not interested in being in relationship. And it was interesting because that semi-relationship, that situationship that I had with this man for, I, I think we were together for probably about six months, but we weren't really ever together, you know, because we were having so much fun, because we were getting busy, you know, my feelings towards him started to intensify and my needs started to change. I realized, like, I really like this guy. I would be very interested in having a relationship with him. And allowing myself to bring that to the table, You know, he met me with that's not what I want. And instead of having some kind of emotional reaction or vilifying him, making him the worst person on the face of the earth because he didn't want to be in a relationship with me, I decided, cool, our needs are different. We don't want the same thing. So I'm going to release you with blessing, wish you the very best in your life, in in your love, in in life. And I'm going to go and do my own thing. And go possibly seek a relationship that I think I might actually be ready for. And he was like, oh, great. So we can still, you know, get together and have fun, right? And I'm like, no, the whole point of me saying no to this is that I'm saying yes to what is now real for me, that I think I'm ready for a relationship. Mm. And I kid you not? Within three months of saying goodbye to what I call the eighty percent man, who had eighty percent of what I wanted, but that missing twenty percent was the commitment, the integration, the co-created future together. Within three months of releasing him, I met the man who's now my husband. And that was oh eleven years
0: goodness. ago. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So there's obviously intention there. Um yep. and I that would know. Be the second the second thing is
1: you know having the clarity of what you want but then also having having the intention with the people that you're meeting so intending on just getting to know the person for who they are versus coming into the relationship with what i call are you my husband energy where oh, you're looking geez. at every potential candidate as are you my husband are you my husband Or, as one of the clients I was just speaking with, she's (laughs) asking, Are you my baby's daddy? Are you my baby's daddy? You know, for the 37 year old who knows she wants to have children, but she doesn't have a partner yet. That's the energy. And so, what I help women do is kind of detach from that outcome a little bit and really focus on the process because that's where we experience so much of the eye roll energy so much of the oh this feels like work this is just impossible where is he already into like the celebration of the effort that you're putting in the celebration of the fact that you can go on a first date realize quickly that this may not be your person but you can have a good time you can enjoy this person for who he is because you're only saying yes to the dates that 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 feel good, that light you up, that you know that you can have a conversation with
0: for twenty minutes. Oh my gosh! Okay, so that kind of spears off into two questions for me. <clears throat> the first question I have is for the ladies who you know kind of want to have a good dating experience. How do we uh, narrow down the dudes? that you can have good times with, but not necessarily have the baby daddy in like energy, my husband energy, we will answer for those who are listening, we will get to that question next, but let's just answer this one first. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many ways to answer that. I think that one of the first ways that you can, well, obviously your vision is going to be your guideposts and there's a number of different ways of outlining your vision, but I like to include the feelings that you want to feel with the person that you want to date. So it's not just about that he's, you know, financially stable and he's emotionally sound and he's done some inner work and this and that and the other. Those are great, but you also want to have a clarity of how you want to, be, how you want to feel, how you want to be treated, um, how you want somebody to listen to you. Um, you know, for, for your filtration process, for your, for your discernment is the, the skill that I call it discernment. So, you know, online dating, I know that there's a lot of, a lot of emotion wrapped up in online dating. There's a lot of viral energy around online dating, but yet again, people are meeting and falling in love through online dating platforms every single day, every single hour of every single day. So it is still one of the most uh, popular and effective ways of meeting new people. However, I don't recommend that be your only strategy. And I have so many other tips on uh, avoiding dating burnout with your online dating practices,
0: but we'll it's get a to thing. that. In a dating burnout is a thing it's with totally online. Thing. Is there a uh, fatigue? Fatigue is a thing.
1: I know because because we're doing it wrong, I and mean, I'll talk about that in a second. But as far as the discernment, you know, I think having your vision really clear, having the feelings that you want to feel really clear, you can begin to filter out people. And listen, here's the thing: there are some coaches that are going to say that abundance is your 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 best friend, and you want to have as many dates as possible. And I call bullshit on that. I don't, I honestly don't think that you need to have a ton of dates lined up to meet the right person. Oh, I think yeah. that you need to be really discerning with who you say yes to but it's a fine line, right? Because, and I I talk about this in in terms of like your energetic belt. Like if we've got a belt that our energetic belt is like way too loose, then we're going to be saying yes to every bozo that sends you a hi or hey (laughs) online. But if our energetic belt is too tight, then we're like, "Uh uh-uh, no, I don't got time for you until like next month, maybe six weeks from now, maybe then we can have a date. Cause you know, our energetic belt is too tight and we're not willing to have, a mediocre date. You know, we're just looking for that person who hits it out of the park before we say yes to a date. So there's a fine line of having an energetic belt that's just right, where we're willing to have a conversation with somebody for 20 minutes, right? If we are, if they they seem interesting enough, they seem connected enough, they seem aligned enough to have a conversation. Can I have Can I have a cup of coffee with this person? If the answer is yes, then likely, you know, that is going to be an okay date. Am I willing to have a mediocre date? Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to have a mediocre date. I'm not really willing to waste my time. So there's, there's sort of like some fine line discernment. There's a little bit of wiggle room. There's a little bit of wiggle room. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing, and I think that this is such a beautiful blessing of the pandemic is that a video chat as a first date or like a vibe check as some of the online dating platforms call it, is this really powerful and under underrated way of connecting with a candidate that can completely eliminate the need for a first date. If you have a 20 minute conversation with somebody over, over the in, Platform video chat app or over Skype or something, then you get to ask some questions. You get to see them face to face. You could even do this over FaceTime and get like a feel for them. You can start to feel like, well, how does this, how do I feel in this person's company? Do I feel seen? Do I feel expansive or do I feel constricted? Am I turned off? And if we have that 20 minute video date, then you know chances are we either are excited to go actually go out and meet them in person or we've gathered the data necessary to say thank you i think you're lovely but i'm not interested and move on
0: oh exactly and <clears throat> speaking from experience i think some of my best dating experience actually happened like that i mean i'll have a conversation on the phone with them and if it lasts like an hour i mean i had one conversation that lasted like 3 hours on the phone and i was like okay we, we have, we may have something here. And then Mm -hmm. we did like a FaceTime combo, like a few days later, (laughs) poor guy has had some issues with being catfished. So he was like, can I just, (laughs) can we just make sure you are who you say you are and vice versa? I mean, same for on my end. I'm like, are you, are you who you say you are? Um, And like, and then we would just like, that was like a 45 minute conversation. I was like, okay, I feel good about you know, going on a first date with this person. And it actually lasted all day. And I was like, okay, like that is solid. But I also spent time beforehand speaking mm-hmm. with this person. Totally. Um, So it's like, you kind of, it, it was a first date physically, but I had already mm-hmm. gone through like a little bit of like a first date slash, you know, coffee meetup over FaceTime type of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and I always go into things with like, no pressure or anything like that. It's just like, can I have a drink with this person? I'm like, exactly. I live in LA. There's so many like places you can go and explore so many new bars or coffee shops or whatever. And I'm like, cool. Like, I want to go try out this, this bar. Do you want to like meet me totally. here for a Perfect. drink? Like it's an excuse to go check out a new bar and like maybe mm-hmm. have a good conversation and a drink. Like that's it. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. so I definitely love that. What we mentioned a little bit earlier too about like getting into like how to figure out like the these steps to take and, you know, all of that. Can, can we elaborate on that?
1: Yeah, sure. So clarifying your vision, absolutely first and foremost, hands down. And once we clarify that vision, it's not like it's locked in stone. In fact, the people that you meet, not only on dates, but just in your general daily life, the people who are already in your life, All of your relationships are giving you feedback for the relationship that you're calling in, because the relationship that you have with your best friend makes you feel a certain way. The relationship that you had with your ex-boyfriend in the relationship made you feel a certain way out of the relationship made you feel a certain way. So there's all these data collection points. This is the other thing that I, you know, I'm I'm on track with a tiny, tiny tangent about the emotional charge. It's really challenging to diffuse the emotional charge, but the more emotional charge we have in our dating life, the harder it's gonna be, and the more uphill it's gonna feel. It's gonna what do you, feel- what, like so
0: What's emotional charge? What is that? Um, great, great question.
1: So when I talk about emotional charge, I'm talking about, well, at the very basic, Again, I'll say it: the eye roll energy. Where you know you, you're on your online dating platform, you're checking out your inbox, and you got somebody somebody sending you a hey, a one-word message, right? And like, how much do we hate? That?
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> I eye roll every single time. <laughs>
1: right, right, absolutely. And therefore, you're building up this emotional charge, or you know, maybe you're talking with a guy. And like you're texting back and forth for like two weeks and he still hasn't asked you out. And maybe you're dropping the hanky left and right saying, hey, if you were going to ask me out, I would absolutely say yes. What's the plan? And he still doesn't ask you out or something like that. I mean, that that's like a really extreme example. But as we're, you know, in that and allowing that to continue, we're building up more emotional charge. We're getting angry. We're getting annoyed. We're getting frustrated. We're vilifying the candidate, the the person on the other end. And the more that we're building up that kind of energy, we're getting further and further away from love. So part of the work that I do is helping women create loving energy, not only towards themselves, but towards the process. There's actually four core relationships that we work on in the work that I do. The relationship with self, the relationship with men, if, and I'm again, speaking specifically to the headset, heterosexual women, those who identify as women who are calling in a, 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 a man. Um, relationship with self, relationship with men, relationship with relationships or love in the first place. So many of us are like, "Oh my God! If I'm in a relationship, I have to sacrifice my freedom. I can't do what I want anymore." Oh. So we got to switch that mindset. And then the relationship with the process. And a lot of this emotional charge that I'm talking about is our relationship with the process of calling in a partner. So back to steps. Now we were talking about steps, and I went on a bigger tangent than I had intended, but. Um, after we clarify our vision, we want to get into um, what I call the tuning phase. So the tuning is where we tune our heart to the frequency of love. And that's where we address these four core relationships. We start recognizing where we have emotional charge about ourselves in love, about men in general, about relationships or about the process of finding somebody. And we start to soften those edges. and And it's not about switching a uh, you know, flipping a switch, changing your attitude, it's about a deep, deeper exploration of why we have these emotional charges in the first place. So much mm. of it has to do with our early childhood upbringing, our family of origin systems, what role we played in our uh, origin family origin and any inner work that we've done to heal that. If there hasn't been any inner work done, then we spend a lot of time in that tuning phase. Um, but moving on from there, once we start to clear out those cobwebs and soften those edges, then we get into attracting. So that's when, so after we do some of the groundwork, then I encourage people to get online. Now, this isn't the way a lot of people do it. Some people are just like, oh, I'm broken up. Let me get back online. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Gotta- do not
0: be that person. Seriously. Don't be that person. <laughs> Person. <laughs> you, gotta, you
1: gotta take out the trash before you move somebody else in. So once we once we do some of that inner work, that groundwork, then we start to do the attraction. And that's when we start working on incorporating your vision into your online dating platforms. We work on flirting and engaging with candidates in real life. And you know, it's not as scary or as intimidating as some of us think. A lot of introverts are like, I don't flirt, I don't want to flirt. The idea of flirting once makes me wanna throw up in my mouth. If you're that kind of person, I guarantee you, there are so many ways of quote unquote flirting that are very gentle, that are very easy and fun. And especially when that flirtation is reciprocated back, it's, you know, we get the butterfly feeling. Whether this this is a person that is a candidate for your dating life or not, there are tons of opportunities to just simply connect with the, the, the gender of person that you're calling in in out in the field out in the real life um attracting and then once we get into attracting then we get into discernment so discernment is i think probably where i spend the most time with my clients if it's not in that tuning phase then it's in the discerning phase because in the discerning phase that's where we're breaking old relationship patterns that's when we're saying no when we formerly used to say yes because we're starting to recognize oh that's a type that's a type of guy that i used to say was my type but now that i'm now that i'm today years old i know that that's not my type anymore i know that i don't go for the peter pan guy i know that i don't go go, go for the guy who's doing van life at 43 or whatever you know unless he's got this this and this or, you know unless he meets the, these other elements of my vision right I know that I no longer go for the guy who looks really good on paper, who I'm the center of his world when we're together. But then I don't hear from him for three weeks after our date, you know, and the guy who's actually not ready to fall in love. I know I can see that from a mile away and I know that I need to say no to now. So that's the discernment phase. That's where we we make choices.
0: That is such a key part in all of this is learning how to recognize like the person that you're, you know, either going to be meeting or hanging out with or whatever, and making sure like where you are in your life and your wants and your needs, you know, uh, do they align at whatever it is, whether you're looking for a baby daddy, a husband, a, you know, friends with benefits, anything, uh, communication people, communication is a huge, is a huge factor, but I want to, before we even go into that, I want to kind of talk about. Um, the women who are a certain age and they're like, I want kids. I want to get married. I want to do this stuff. Um, and they're approaching dates and men with the, are you my husband energy? Are you the father of my child energy? Um, cause I know women like that. And I, I myself am not that person. I'm probably the dude who's just like, "Oh my God, is that what you want?" Okay, I'm not it. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, totally. I'm like, you need to go find somebody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I do have friends that are like that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I do find that it's a little harder too for them in dating because they do come in with that energy, and I almost yeah. think sometimes it self sabotages it. Or they end Absolutely. up settling, too, for mm-hmm. men that aren't exactly who, as, you know, friends or, or family or anything like that, you would look at and be like, that's, yeah, They is that really what you want, though? Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah, no, it's a, such a great question and a really important topic um, because, yes, it, it can lead to self-sabotage. And I would argue that there's no faster path to dating burnout than coming in with, are you my husband or are you my baby daddy energy? Um, and the reason why I say that is because when we're so attached to the outcome, when we're so focused on the goal, every single day, every single date, every single candidate that you meet, speak with, go out on d- a date with who isn't that person, we're setting ourselves up for failure every single time. Instead of celebrating ourselves for our effort and the process of be being on the journey. Because when we're when we're focused on the process, when we're focused on the the journey, and one of those ways is celebrating the effort and also celebrating each candidate that you meet for the things that attract you, the things that you find lovely in that person, the things that you want more of in your ultimate beloved, those are the things that are going to sustain you and keep you going because you can track back and say, oh, wow, the quality of candidates that I've been dating has drastically improved over the last two months. Or, you know, so many other other benefits of focusing on the process but um self-sabotage absolutely men can smell that out if you're like so first date how many children do you want to have oh my gosh nobody wants a job
0: interview on the first date that's
1: no better way to like turn a man off
0: um or even a woman okay like because even from my perspective when it comes in with a job and i will not even like, cause I don't want kids. And so when I find somebody who's like, Oh, I want kids. I'm like, Ooh, wrong person. Like yeah, we can finish this drink, but like, this isn't going anywhere. (laughs) Totally. And
1: if that's, if that's something like, and you're like me, I, I am child free, like happily decidedly child free. That was something that I knew in my dating life. And that, you know, for, for large things like that, if you're sober, if you're decidedly child free, if you are, are a specific religion and that's important to you have to have a partner of that religion, those are things that need to go into your online dating profile. And there are very elegant ways of doing that so that you're attracting the right people and quite honestly, turning off the wrong people. And
0: that's totally fine, right? Um, dating, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, dating. It. Oh my gosh, no, 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 it's okay. Yeah. So basically we were talking about um, just like coming into... Relationships with that baby daddy and energy and how it right. self sabotages and stuff like that, and then how to fix that, okay? Because I, yeah. I know we all like we all know it exists, but how do we go about fixing that so that that's <sighs> not a goal yeah. and that's not your driving force? Because sure. I honestly think, like, and I've seen it so many times. I honestly think that like if that is your goal and that's what you're going in with, it it really I feel like you end up settling you can it's possible absolutely especially
1: if the the fear of running out of time if the fear of running out of time is greater than the desire to find a a quality match then absolutely this person is going to settle for sure Mm. At at the same time though like you know I I would I want to allow for room for us to be pleasantly surprised and delighted by the magic of the universe the magic of the unspoken you know I I think of um for for those of us of, of a certain age and remembering the the original sex in the city series um you know when Miranda and Steve got together I as like a a you know kid in my Late twenties, early thirties, was so angry. I was so angry for this character who had a law degree, practicing law profession. I think she had made partner or something, and she fell for this bartender who was this goofy guy. You know, but like in hindsight, I can realize that 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 character or that the guy met all of the points of her vision and he didn't need to be the breadwinner that wasn't something that was important to her she wanted somebody she wanted a quality man with a huge heart who would be a good dad i mean that's really what she was looking for so you know when i think about settling i think that there's there's settling for somebody who's actually beneath your vision and somebody who is not a quality match because they haven't done their inner work or they are not aligned with your values or you know these other Fundamental things. But then when I think about settling, you know, we may settle away from our vision if our vision is, I want a man who's got an eight figure income. Or uh, somebody turned me on to this the 666, the six pack, six figure business, and the six foot tall or taller. <laughs> that was uh, the Fab care She turned me on to that, the 666. So, you know, there is some, um, There is some need to be willing to be delighted by the universe, to be met in our vision, but for the person to show up in a slightly different costume than we called it. I used to be a performer, so I call it costumes. For example, you know, when I was calling in a partner, I was calling in, you know, a six foot tall man with luscious salt and pepper hair that I could run my fingers through. And I called in a bald man. All right. Now he is six feet tall, but he is bald as the day he was born. And he is the most incredible person. So the things that don't matter, their hair color, their eye color, their height, doesn't honestly matter their weight doesn't honestly matter and i'll say that because weight is changeable the, somebody can change their weight when i met my husband i was a pilates instructor and i saw him drive away on his motorcycle and that was actually one of the things that attracted me to him but i saw his spine and i was like oh i can fix that you know but the truth is is that sure you know 11 years later he's in the best shape of his life but it's not because i was training him or contributing to his fitness level but it was because we were attracted to each each other and he therefore wanted to be the best iteration of himself. So he got himself in shape. Mm. So I'm just, I'm, I'm offering that as, um, you know, just considerations for, for settling, right? There's, there's true settling when somebody doesn't meet your vision, doesn't match your values, but then there's this, this, easing of you know this white knuckle grip of our checklist you know because we all know we got that checklist but when we hold that checklist with a white knuckle grip there's no room for the universe to work its magic on our vision and deliver us somebody more incredible than our mortal imagination could conjure
0: Mm, love it okay So basically your advice to the baby daddy energy and the I want to find a husband energy is to just let go of your checklist? Not let go of your checklist, but be really clear
1: on what is the most important, what are the most, the top five most important things of your checklist. And on top of that, I will add to be welcoming open and willing to meet each candidate for who they are Mm, So trying trying to squeeze your vision onto this candidate that you're going on on this first date with just meeting him who he for who he is appreciating him for who he is we don't have to fall in love you don't have to go out on a second date you sure don't have to marry him if you appreciate him, you can you can appreciate a man for a really warm smile. You can appreciate a man for treating you like a queen on your first date. You can appreciate a man for, even if he had to cancel last minute, you can appreciate him if he calls you up and say, hey, I feel really bad about this. I need to cancel, but I wanna reschedule with you right now. You can appreciate him for his pursuit energy. You don't have to fall in love with him. But the point is that if we're showing up with you know, are you my husband energy? The way that we heal that, again, focusing on the process, focusing on the very most important parts of our vision and meeting each candidate for who they are, appreciating them for who they are and not trying to make them somebody that they're not. Because if we start building the muscle of appreciation, loving somebody for the way that he laughs, even if it's clear he's not your person, just like, wow, this is is a good dude. I kind of want to introduce him to my girlfriend or my cousin. You know, we start building that muscle, it's just so much easier for us to fall in love with the right person when that person comes
0: around. Okay. To wrap up this a little bit more, my last question to you are the top tips towards fixing the, I would say, most popular mistakes (laughs) women are Mm -hmm. making when it comes to Mm -hmm. this subject.
1: So good. Well, first of all, I'm going to push back on your fix because there's nobody, nothing is broken. Nobody's broken. So we'll just heal or up our game. But yes, the top, and again, I even hesitate saying mistakes, but it's the ways that we fall, you know, the ways that we get stuck, the ways that we um, get in our own way, for sure. Um, I bring it back to the energetic belt. For some women, it's their energetic belt is too loose. So they're accepting dates with too with men who are not aligned. They're getting into relationships for the sake of getting into relationship instead of for the sake of this person is really aligned with what I absolutely want and I wanna build a life with them. They're getting into relationships because they're lonely or they there's something missing in their life that they are unwilling to look at. So they believe that a partner is going to fill that hole and nourish them in a way that only they can do themselves from within. So that's one mistake. <laughs> one way we get stuck in love. Um, on the flip side of the spectrum, back to that energetic belt, when the energetic belt is too tight and maybe we have you know, men who, or, or candidates who are pursuing us, but we don't have time. We're unwilling to give the time. Our standards are so high that we can't see the forest for the trees. We can't see that there's a quality person asking for our time because this person doesn't, you know. Have the right things in his online dating profile, or he didn't write enough, or you know, any other reason. Um, in that same camp of energetic belt, too tight, uh, would fall the career driven, focused women who are super enthusiastic about pouring their heart, their soul, their time, energy, focus, and attention into their business and maybe their social life but not really in, into any other area of our life. So if this is us, we really need to focus on, we, need, we really need to question, what is the quality of my life outside of my business? Because the truth is, is that that business is not gonna sustain us emotionally. Our business is not going to hold our hand uh, when we're walking through the park. Our business is not going to, you know, Give us a proper shag the way that a woman needs to be shagged. Our business is not going to, you know, fix our spend six hours fixing your Wi-Fi when your Wi-Fi goes out. Those of us who work from home, my dear husband, I kid you not, spent six hours last night setting up a new router. And, you know, and I'm just sharing that because we don't have to do it all ourselves. There's plenty in this life that give us eye roll energy. There's plenty in our business that we don't want to do that we delegate out right And so having a partner and allowing that help in is not a sign of weakness it's a sign of strength. It's a sign that we are whole and complete on our own and the or whole and complete on our own and we have the strength to say I need help with that or I want help with that I want I want partnership I want a shared load I don't want to, Drag all the groceries up five flights of stairs all by myself week after week for the New Yorkers out there. (laughs) Um, The truth is, is that our our business, while it can, you know, it can really pump up our confidence. It puts money in the bank. You know, business, quite honestly, entrepreneurship is going to ebb and flow. You know, and when if we're in a lean period in our business, having a partner is going to support us emotionally is going to give us somebody to, you know, cry on the shoulder or even just bounce ideas off of and maybe you feel like you have that in your business coaching community or whatever but there are just there are so many things that a loving committed mutually besotted partner is going to offer that our business just just won't. So, for for those of us who are wanting to heal the top mistakes, you know, for, for the women who are super career driven, again it's a reflection on what is the quality of my life outside of my business am i nurturing my hobbies am i nurturing my self care and that's more than just a bubble bath and a bubble bath and a glass of, of wine um, you know am i am i up on my fitness am i am i eating well am i sleeping well am i engaging with people outside of my business community am i do i know my neighbors mm. you know things like this that may not be important now, but as we get older, they become more and more important because again, as a business grows, businesses go through ebbs and flows and we need sustenance. We need nourishment outside of our business. So that is not the only thing that's giving us life because when that business has a lean period, you know, our emotions can tank. Like if we have everything tied to that business, it's just too volatile to, to have our, our, our emotional and well-being tied to the
0: success of our business yeah so where can people follow you and get more tips on this subject yeah absolutely so i am on
1: instagram as love coach bex that's b-e-x like t-rex and i have a website bexburtoncoaching.com and listeners can go visit my website and get a download. Uh, that teaches them six essential skills that independent women need to attract and grow equal healthy relationships.
0: Equal y'all equal Slay Nation. Thank you so much Bex (laughs) for joining us. I really appreciate our convo today and I hope Slay Nation, I hope you're walking away with some little nuggets of thoughts that maybe you can start asking yourself. Um, if you are experiencing any or all of the above of which we just talked about when it comes to your personal life. So until next time, Slay Nation, thanks for listening.